Come here. I got something to show you. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're talking about cars again, one of my many passions, and specifically we're talking about buying cars. And the reason we're talking about this is I just bought another car. There's a whole story here, but before I get into the episode, I want to add, I guess this is a disclaimer, I'm going to be talking about buying a car in the current day and age. And cars are not cheap. Cars are $30,000, $40,000 these days. By talking about buying a car that is that expensive, I don't want it to sound like I'm bragging or saying, oh, look at me. I've been blessed over the years, and I'm finally in a position in my life where I'm able to finance and afford things like this. But I don't want it to sound like bragging, so forgive me if it does. The point of this episode is to really explain about the car buying process and about how some car dealers will take advantage of you and how important it is for you to know what you're doing when you go in to purchase a car. That's why I wanted to do this episode. I'm not trying to brag or anything, and I don't want you to think that I am, and I would feel very badly if that's what it sounds like. I'm just explaining a process that I had to go through yet again, and I wanted to share that experience with you. That's the point of today's episode. So, with that said, as many of you know, I recently bought a new car back in 2019, pre-COVID. I normally drive cars basically until they fall apart. I drive them till there's nothing left. I think I've told you about the Toyota Solara that I drove. Best car I ever owned. When I cracked 300,000 miles on it after about 10 years, I figured it was time to move on. That's normally my habit with cars. I drive them and drive them and drive them. But something strange happened with this Challenger. COVID. I bought a Challenger in 2019. This is back when I was still working and still driving to court every day. It was an all-wheel drive vehicle, one of the few versions of a muscle car you could find with all-wheel drive, but that's the reason I got it. I got it because it was a fun-looking car. It was really a pretend muscle car because I didn't get the eight-cylinder in it. I got it because it looked cool, but it was also practical. I know, right? Practical. As I said, it had all-wheel drive. When I had been using it to commute, I was getting anywhere between 25 and 30 miles to the gallon on it. It was a good vehicle. The other thing that I had, though, was a second vehicle. A few years ago, I had bought a truck. That was actually a follow-up to the truck that my brother and I agreed to purchase to help clean out my parents' estate. I got a junker truck at an auction. It was the state vehicle auction that I've mentioned before. That's where the state auctions off all its overused vehicles. Once the state doesn't want to pay for repairing it anymore, they auction them off. So I got a beat-up old four-wheel drive truck, full-size Sierra 2500. Good, solid work truck beat up, rusting, but boy, hauling the crap around that I needed to haul around to get my parents' house cleaned out, from truckloads full of sheet metal, to recycling, to all the crap that I had to take to the dump, to the recycling center, to the various places I had to take stuff, that truck was a godsend. And so as a result of that, once we got rid of everything from the estate, I decided to buy myself a truck for a second vehicle. But again, a beater, not a brand new truck. I don't need two new vehicles. But 15 years ago, I was still going to auctions. I was still going to yard sales. I was still buying big things and hauling them around. And by big things, you know, dressers, cabinets. We had stuff in storage. We had bins we'd load up, put them in the back of the truck, take them to storage, bring them back. That's what we do with our Christmas decorations every year. So I used a truck for that. 
and I wanted a four-wheel drive vehicle for the winter. Even though I'm a good driver in the snow, there are, or at least were, days where the snow got so bad I didn't want to be out in it in a car. So I wanted a four-wheel drive vehicle to drive to work. Because there's a lot of times where I had to get to work, even with a foot of snow on the ground. I didn't want to try to drive a regular car, so I wanted to have a four-wheel drive vehicle. So I was able to find a 10-year-old Tundra. Needed a little work, and it was great. It was a fine vehicle. I only used it on occasion to haul the stuff from storage, to haul stuff from auctions, and to drive in bad weather. So this is where the story starts. We're pre-pandemic. In 2019, I bought a Challenger for my main car. It was my commuting car. It was my fun car. It was the car we were going to take on trips. It was my everyday driver. I still had the Tundra. The Tundra was for hauling crap. Whether it's bins to the storage facility, whether it's purchases in Lancaster or at an auction or at a garage sale. I had my truck. And it was a nice truck. It wasn't a great truck. It was a nice truck. The problem for me is I'm one person. I don't need two vehicles. Mrs. Gamerdude had her own vehicle. Still does. She doesn't want to be driving a truck around. She's got her vehicle. That's her style that she likes to drive. I was able to afford the beater second truck. And I was able to afford to insure it for those occasions when I used it. Because I did need it. But the truck sat outside. And, you know, you leave a vehicle out in the weather, it's going to start to rust. And that's what happened with this vehicle. You know, I maintain my vehicles, change the oil, change the tires, make sure they're in good shape. But the Tundra was wearing out. 2019 rolled around, it was 15 years old. It had been sitting outside for literally years. The undercarriage was starting to rust. The frame was starting to rust. It was starting to show its age. So I did enough to repair it. I figured I'd get one more winter out of it, the winter of 2019 to 2020. And then I'd see if I could find a replacement. My plan was to trade it in and use my little car fund to make up the difference. So I knew what I had to spend to get a new vehicle. Yes, I save money. I have a car fund. I try to set money aside for these emergencies or for these purchases. So I had to do some brake work on the truck in 2019. I decided to get that work done, get through the winter, and then try to sell it in 2020. And then, of course, we all know what happened in 2020. COVID happened. As a result of COVID, I stopped commuting. Basically, I stopped driving because everything I did was remote. So I didn't need the Challenger or the truck. I was sitting at my kitchen table. I didn't need a vehicle. Not like I used to. I wasn't going anywhere. But in May and June of 2020, I was considering the fact that COVID is going to have to end at some point. I knew that businesses were hurting. I figured I'd start looking for a replacement truck for the Tundra. And so I did. Now, as I said, a lot of businesses were hurting. A lot of businesses were still closed. They were running on limited hours. But I found a Toyota dealer that was open. This is back in June of 2020. So don't forget, everything shut down in March. Things slowly started to open in April. By May, businesses were starting to open even more so, and they were trying to get people in. In May and June of 2020, production of cars hadn't fallen off. Not that much. That's the production of new cars. And the prices on used cars, if you've been paying attention, they went sky high in late 2020 and all through 2021. That hadn't started to happen yet. So all the prices were kind of where they had been prior to COVID. To make a very long story short, I found a 2014 Tacoma at a Toyota dealer not too far from me. I took my Tundra there, which was a 2004. So I was basically upgrading my vehicle, downsizing it a little, getting 10 years, going from a 2004 to a 2014, getting rid of the headaches of a car that had been sitting out in the weather for five years, and a decent four-wheel drive vehicle, which I figured I'd be using again on a regular basis once COVID broke. So I was able to negotiate a price after a lot of back and forth. Typical car dealer stuff. I was able to purchase that vehicle at $13,500. Traded in the Tundra, got some money back from that, made up the difference from my car fund. So I didn't have any payments on it. I paid $13,500 for it. Trade in plus cash. 
and the truck served me well. It was fine. It had a couple of little issues with it. The stereo system went out within about six months of my purchasing it. I don't know if that was just something that coincidentally happened, or if they'd patchworked it together somehow to keep it working, but the stereo system went out. Along with it, the backup cameras, all the computerized stuff, the whole thing just stopped working. There were other issues I won't bore you with, because that's not the point. It was a decent vehicle. I had it for my four-wheel drive vehicle to haul stuff, in addition to the Challenger. What happened, though, is I never really went back to work on a commuting basis. I continued to work through 2021, worked the entire year of 2021, never went back to court. I did court appearances, but they were all via Zoom. I didn't have to go to court at all in 2021. That was the last year that I worked before I took early retirement. And yes, I took early retirement partly because I didn't want to have to go back to court with all the nasty people. But that's a separate issue. We'll get to that another time. So I wasn't commuting. I didn't commute in 2020. I didn't commute in 2021. We did have some weather in 2021. I used the truck, four-wheel drive. Had to shovel my in-laws out a couple of times. We hauled the Christmas decorations in the winter of 2020, the winter of 2021, the winter of 2022. But I was looking at my mileage on the truck. I purchased it in 2020. In 2023, when I took it in for an oil change and to check some mechanical stuff, I saw that I'd put a total of 800 miles on the truck. 800 miles in three years. But I'd been paying insurance on the truck in 2020, 2021, 2022. Because you have to insure the vehicle when you're in New Jersey. No matter how much you use it, you have to insure it. And I started to do some math. You know, I'm insuring this vehicle. I'm insuring the Challenger. The Challenger, when I take it out, I'm not driving the highway speeds. I'm doing stop-and-go driving just in town. My mileage is 17 miles to the gallon. I'm not using that much gas, but when I do, it sucks. And the truck was just as bad gas mileage-wise. That also was a six-cylinder. The other thing that bothered me is something that was new to the used car industry. For the first time in my life, and I've been buying and selling cars all of my life, ever since I could drive, I've been buying cars. I told you how many cars I've owned. A couple of dozen in my life. I've bought from dealers. I've bought from private sellers. I've traded vehicles in. I've sold them privately. I know the routine. I've been selling vehicles all of my life. I've been buying vehicles all of my life. Because of COVID, new car production was down. New cars just weren't available. And as a result of that, something strange happened to the used car market. The value of used cars increased because people wanted cars. Now, I don't quite understand that. How desperate are you that you need a new car or a fresh car? I've had cars all of my life and I've held on to cars forever. As I said, the Solara, 300,000 miles. But I've had cars for six, seven years. I've also had cars for less, but... How urgent must your need for a car be that you're willing to spend way too much for a used car? But that's what people were doing. In late 2020, all throughout 2021, the used car market was booming. And just for grins, I priced my trade-ins. I priced the value of my trade-ins in 2021 and in 2022. The Challenger didn't fluctuate too much, but the 2014 Tacoma, which I had purchased for 135 in 2021... The trade-in valuation that you were getting from Kelly Blue Book and from Edmonds was about $22,000. That was $8,500 more than I bought it for. If I'd have traded it in in 2021, I would have made a profit of $8,500. That's unheard of in the used car business. At least it was prior to COVID. 
Anytime you buy a car, it depreciates. It doesn't increase in value unless it's something like a Corvette, a classic Thunderbird, some kind of classic car, some kind of fancy foreign race car. But your ordinary cars, the Hondas, the Toyotas, the Chevys, the Fords, they go down in value. Even the trucks, which are more apt to hold on to their value, they go down in value. Not quite as much as the cars, but they still go down in value. But thanks to the shortage of new cars, because of the chip problems that they were having and supply line problems, because they weren't producing all of the new cars that they used to produce, people were buying used cars and dealers were paying premiums to get them. So I looked at this phenomenon and I was aware that I was sitting on a profit in the Tacoma. I had $8,500 profit if I wanted to trade it in. But in 2021, I hadn't yet decided to take early retirement. We still had weather. I still had hauling to do. But I felt like I was missing out on an opportunity to take advantage of a situation that was unlikely to repeat itself in my lifetime. That is, make a profit on a used car. But I didn't really want to give up the truck. I didn't really want to give up the Challenger. I could still afford to insure them both. I still wasn't sure in 2021 what I was going to do. So I held on to the vehicles. In 2022, after I took early retirement, I now had two vehicles that I really wasn't driving anywhere. I mean, literally, I wasn't going anywhere. I'd go to the supermarket. I'd go to the doctor's office. That was it. Mrs. Gamerdude and I took a couple of trips. We took the Challenger because it's a cool car. And I really wanted to drive it. It's a fun car. It was a fun car to drive. I loved it. But by the end of 2022, my almost four-year-old Challenger, which I'd bought to commute in, had a little more than 12,000 miles on it. So yeah, it was a good trade-in car and one that I wasn't driving very much. The value on that for trade-in, by the way, it had been up around twenty-five. In 2022, it was down around $22,000 $22, for a trade-in. I had taken a loan out on that. I'd been paying a little more than I had to. So by the end of 2022, I had paid off the loan on that car. So I owned that one free and clear. I owned the Tacoma free and clear. And at the end of 2022, I started saying, you know, I really should get rid of the two vehicles. I think I mentioned I already got rid of my motorcycle. I loved my motorcycle. I loved driving it. But again, it was taking up room and I wasn't driving it. It's something that I got at a different time in my life that I just wasn't using. So I got rid of that. The Challenger and the Tacoma, I loved them. I liked driving both of them. They served purposes for me, but I just wasn't going anywhere with them. And I was insuring them, maintaining them. It was just expensive, unnecessarily so. So then I got to thinking, well, what do I want to replace them with? And I thought, you know, I could get a pickup truck. I could get a six-cylinder midsize like the Tacoma. The gas mileage is pretty decent. I did see that Tacoma was bringing out a hybrid, but not until 2024. A hybrid pickup truck made a lot of sense to me, but that was going to come in more than $40,000. And pricing my trade-ins the way I could, my trade-ins were worth just about $40,000. Pricing the vehicles in early 2023, the Tacoma was worth between seventeen dollars and $18,000 for a trade. Yes, Still a profit for me. I spent thirteen five and trading it in, I could make $3,500. The Challenger was pricing in at between twenty two dollars and $23,000. Down from the high in 2021, but still a reasonable price. If I could max out the trades on those two vehicles in 2023, I'd get $40,000, which is enough to get a new truck if I could get the prices to work. But the problem with a new truck... My driving these days is mostly short distances. And any of the new trucks are getting 17, 18, 19 miles to the gallon. 
The projected Tacoma pickup, which hasn't been guaranteed, but the hybrid pickup was projected to get between 38 and 40 miles to the gallon. You know, that's a nice amount of mileage. And getting a hybrid, it's a responsible choice. Oh, and also, getting a hybrid, if you can do it in 2022 or 2023, you still qualify for a credit on your taxes. But the problem was the Tacoma truck wasn't coming out until 2024. Also in early 2023, I saw an article that the prices of used cars were coming down. And I could see that. I could see what the valuations were. Because I keep track of stuff like this. Because I'm a car nut. So I figured if I waited until 2024, the values of my trades would be significantly less. Because I'd already lost about $5,000 between the Tacoma and the Challenger from 2021 to 2022. The values were just continually going down because production was catching up. New cars were more available, so the used car market was starting to settle back to where it was. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I really should take advantage of this market. If I don't, I'm going to miss out. If I don't, I'm going to lose money. But I didn't just want to settle. I wanted a vehicle that I wanted. I love Toyotas. That's why I was looking at the Tacoma. I looked at the RAV4, specifically the RAV4 Hybrid. It's a crossover SUV. It's not the first choice that I would have made for myself. But in 2022 and 2023, they did a slight redesign on the body. It actually has some pretty sharp lines, and I kind of liked it. I mean, it's not a Challenger, and it's not a truck, but I checked it out. It's kind of roomy. The problem was, the hybrids were as rare as hen's teeth. You couldn't get a hybrid. I've talked about this in the stream. I was talking to some folks who I had dealt with over the years at Toyota dealers, and they were telling me, oh yeah, it's a four-month wait before you can even hope to get a hybrid. They just don't have them. When they ship them, we get one or two and they're already reserved by the time they get here. So I really didn't have any hopes of getting a hybrid anyway, not this year. So that's why I was looking, well, if I get a mid-sized truck, I can take advantage of the value of the trades. I can get a truck that I really like and I'm in business. So one of the trucks that I was looking at was the GMC Canyon, which is basically the same truck as the Chevy Colorado. It's just the GMC nameplate and the Chevy nameplate. One's a little higher grade. GMC is a little higher grade than Chevy. Slightly different accessories in the vehicles, but basically the same truck. But I like the GMC better. And I found a dealer near me with a GMC Canyon on the lot, a 2022 actually, which was listed at 41000 which is right in the ballpark of where my trades were. If I could maximize my trades, I'd be out of pocket just a couple of thousand dollars for the taxes and fees, which I had. So I went and looked at it, and I drove it, and it was a nice vehicle. Felt a little too trucky, not as comfortable as my Tacoma, but it was nice. It was a short bed truck instead of the full-size bed, which is what I had on the Tacoma, but it was nice. Heated seats, fancy interior, all kinds of entertainment things, a nice truck. I mean, ordinarily, I wouldn't even think of spending $40,000 on any vehicle. But because I had $40,000 in trades, I thought, okay, I can justify this. I'm not out of pocket $40,000. I'm trading two cars for one brand new car, which I expect to get 10, 12, 15 years out of. So I took it for a test drive, gave it the once over. Then, of course, you're in the car dealership. You have to go through the rigmarole with the finance guy. This is why you want to know the price of your vehicles, the price of your trade-ins. You want to know your stuff when you go in to deal with any car dealer. Some car dealers are better than others, and I'll explain more in a second. But some are just a pain in the ass to deal with. Too many of them are a pain in the ass to deal with, and they make this process far worse than it has to be. In this day and age of the internet, when everybody can research everything, when you can get values of vehicles, used, new, right down to the penny 
on every little accessory you can get in a vehicle. You would think that these car dealers would be a little more willing to work with you, but they're not, not all of them. So I sit down with a finance guy at the GMC dealer. I had taken the Tacoma because I knew that was going to be the trickier one to negotiate a price on. I knew from my research that the trade value, this is the trade value, not the resale value. The trade value is between seventeen dollars and $18,000. Which again, don't forget, this is a profit for me. I paid thirteen five for it. So I'm happy to get seventeen to eighteen. I'm happy to get fifteen if I could. So the finance guy at the GMC dealer says to me, All right, yeah, for the uh Tacoma, uh, I'm willing to give you ten thousand dollars. And I haven't seen your challenger yet, but let's say it's in good shape. I'm willing to give you twenty thousand dollars. So he's valuing my trades, which I know are worth forty, he's valuing them together at thirty. So we're ten thousand dollars apart right there. Now, in years past, I've buckled down and I've gone through the negotiation process. I'm an old dude and I'm tired. I told him, I told the salesman when I went in, I'm not interested in games. I'm not interested in wasting your time. I have two cars. Basically, what I want to do is swap two for one. I want to come as close as we can, as far as dollars are concerned. I know what the values of the trades are. So let's not screw around. Tell me what you can offer me. And he told me 10 and 20. So I sat back in my chair and I said, okay, well, you're light. You're light on the Tacoma. I know you haven't seen the Challenger, but if you're that light on the Tacoma, I know you're light on the Challenger too. He said, well, what do you think it's worth? I said, I don't think it's worth anything. I know it's worth between seventeen dollars and $18,000. And I know dealers in the area are selling them on the lot with similar mileage for between twenty-two dollars and $23,000. So that's what I know it's worth. You offering $10,000, you are light. So he said, well, what if I come up to about thirteen? And I said, well, you're still light at thirteen. And I don't want to play the go back and forth game with you. I can tell we're very far apart. So thank you for your time. And so he pulled the, is there anything I can do to get the deal done today? And I said, yeah, you can give me what the cars are worth. Well, this is all I can do. Okay, well, thank you for your time. And I was very polite and I left. He was coming in $7,000 less than the cars were worth. I mean, if he'd come in $2,000 less, we could have worked with something. We could have made something happen. But I could tell just from talking to him, this was going to be a tedious and exhausting process. And I really wasn't that interested in the truck. Not enough to go to work that hard with that guy. So I left. I happened to live in a town with a lot of car dealers. There was a Toyota dealer down the street from the GMC dealer. So I decided, you know, let's stop in, take a look, see if they have just a new RAV4 that I could look at. I'll try it on for size, maybe take it for a test drive. I'll ask him how long it takes to get a hybrid. I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be the same here as I've gotten from other dealers that I've been emailing with for months. But I decided to pull in and give it a try. Turns out they actually had two hybrids on their lot. Brand new hybrids, 2023. I hadn't seen the hybrid, hadn't driven the hybrid. So I asked him if I could. They said, yeah, it's not spoken for. We have two. They're going to go quick, but you can take it for a drive. Nobody's looked at this one. Nobody's driven it yet. So I took it for a drive. The car is really nice. It's really nice. Some good pickup, nice and comfortable, all the bells and whistles you could want, everything from a sunroof to heated seats. The only downside for me, it wasn't one of the bright colors that I like. I like red, blue, even white. This was a metallic gray, kind of sparkly, but still gray. But still, it was on the lot. And with all the bells and whistles, all the accessories, all the fees, it was $41,000. And I said, oh, that's you know, right in the ballpark. So I was still in the Tacoma and I said, take a look at the Tacoma. What do you think you can offer me on that? They came in at 15.5 without me having to work. They offered me 15.5, which was 1500 off what I figured I could get for the car. 
I figured seventeen to 18,000. They came in at 15,500, which I was actually willing to take because not only is that a profit off of what I spent to buy the car, but I also knew there was some work to be done on the Tacoma, but I didn't want to spend that money myself if I knew I was going to trade it. So 15,5, I said, okay. To make a long story short, I know, too late. It was all in the same town. I went and got the Challenger. I brought it to them. They offered me 22. I said, uh, anything we can do on that? After some additional back and forth, they came up to 22.7. So my goal was to get 40 for my two cars. The Toyota dealer was offering me 38.2. And I knew what the problems were with the Tacoma, so I wasn't really upset with the offer they made me on that. And this is the value of knowing the price of the vehicle that you're buying. 41 with all the accessories on the hybrid was exactly where it should have been. 38.2 for my trade-ins. Considering the issues that there were with the trade-ins... I think I got pretty much as close as I was going to get to the maximum amount on them. And that basically left me about $3,000 short, which I had. Now, that's the difference between the Toyota dealer and the GMC dealer. The Toyota dealer came in with fair offers on both of the trades. We had room for a little negotiation, which we did. And we came up with numbers that we both agreed to. And I felt like I got a deal. And I know they felt that they got a deal. And as a result, I was able to get a vehicle that I never thought that I'd get at a price that I never thought that I'd see, getting rid of two vehicles that I didn't really need anymore. I was able to take advantage of the market for the used cars. Granted, I didn't hit it at its peak, but I hit it before it crashed, still made some money on the deal, and I now have a vehicle that I think is going to last me between 10 and 15 years before I have to think of another car. And to me, that's great. That's awesome. The point of all that is if you're going to go buy a car, Do your research, know your values, know what you have, know what you're looking for, be willing to stick to your guns, and if you can't get the deal that you want, be willing to walk out. That's probably the most important thing to remember from any car shopping excursion you go on or hear about. Know what you're willing to spend, don't be talked into doing anything more than that, and be willing to walk away if you can't get the deal you want. That's what I did with a GMC dealership, and that's how I wound up with a Toyota. See, I really wanted to take advantage of the fact that the used car market was so favorable to sellers. I wanted to maximize what I could get for my trade-ins, and thankfully I was able to do that. That'll never happen again in my lifetime, but I feel very fortunate that I was able to take advantage of it this time. And the thing that indicated to me that I had done exactly the right thing is that's the thought that I had when I got home that night. I did exactly the right thing. Anyway... That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. As always, I appreciate your support, and I appreciate all the time you spend here. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves, and I'll see you when I see you.